I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go Cause it's the booty booty It's time to get this party started It's the booty booty It's time to get this party started With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, JC All we know and all we talk about is booty booty It's time to get this party started tonight Oh, Jimmy's here now Hey, Jimmy Good morning, James <laughs> Lowercase, Jimmy I prefer uppercase, Jimmy. I mean, if you listen to the last podcast, man, everyone everyone seemed to be lowercase. It was like <laughs> fucking pulling teeth getting any kind of answer from anyone. Uh, it was awful. I, I listened back to it. It's like, Jesus. It was painful. It was an effort. It was painful. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't painful. I listened to it. It was still really good, but there, there did seem to be a certain reluctance or, or reticence to, to jump in with one's opinion, which is sort of the opposite of what a podcast is. Which isn't great when you're a host, when no. you rely on people. Thank God for Wonger. Wonger was helping me out. He, he, he was sensing the discomfort and the dead air was jumping in there. Well, I, I, all I see is, uh, you know, those cartoon bubbles over jimmy and craig's heads <laughs> with nothing into them or maybe ellipsis you know well, the three dots just basically go what, right. what the fuck are you guys doing well like wait till we start talking women's you. woke up yes it was like <laughs> woman's texting me. we're talking women's woke up today so god help us thank god amy's here it's gonna get the same reaction as the league's cup discussion because that was scintillating <laughs> <laughs> what is this i was really trying I was really trying. Hey, what Craig's you... here. Hey, Gregor. Good morning, Sags. No. Hello? There you go. Yep, yep. We got is you. my mic working? Okay, pull, it, pull your microphone two sec. A little, you don't have to breathe into it. <laughs> I know, I'm just trying to make sure it's working. Yep. I... You know what? We should be very honored here. This is the oh-so-rare Craig Forrest without a hat appearance. Mm. Doesn't happen often. He's panicking now. <laughs> where is that? <laughs> ah, shit. It's six in the morning where I am. I forgot my hat. <laughs> What's well, funny, Prime? Amy's here. Dub's joining us on a Wednesday, along with Love Jimmy it. and Craig and JC and Wonger and me, Shams. Dub's, um, you must be pretty excited right now. It all kicks off in, in a couple of days' time. I can't figure out the time difference. It's very soon, though, put it that way. <laughs> yeah. You're flying into Toronto well, tomorrow, right? Or later today. Later today, yeah. Later today, yeah. So are, are you 
all giddy and goosebumpy and nervous <laughs> and raring to get going with this Women's World Cup? Yeah, that I mean, that's a pretty apt description of what I'm feeling. Like, I can't believe that it's finally here. I'm always excited for a Women's World Cup to watch, to just to take in the the spectacle and the all the talent that's going to be on display. But the fact that I get the privilege of, of being involved is is pretty cool. And I think the the enormity of the of the preparations and the research and everything that I've done so far, but all of the stuff I still feel I have to do is sort of also hitting me. So <laughs> looking forward to it, but also nerves, but uh, mostly excitement. You get new glasses? Nope. Why? Well, they look nice. Oh, fuck off, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you look very intelligent. The bigger the just, glasses, the more intelligent you look. Oh my god, you're making me sound like I'm I don't even know who that is, but that character where or it's like the guy from up. <laughs> like taking up half his face. He looks just like my dad, by the way. Oh really? Yeah, it's it's uncanny the resemblance. So you you played in two World Cups? Forgive me, I should know this. Two, right? You you really should know this. Which one was it? James Sherman? That's uh, well, 2007. Yeah. And 2003. Incorrect. I wish I'd played in that. 11? You were there in 11? Fourth. You weren't there in 11, were you? No. Um, also fortunate to not be there. No, I would have liked to have been there, but they finished in last place. So that's not on my resume. Because you weren't there. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what was the other year then? 99. Oh, what happened in 2003? Um, I blew out my PCL, um, right before that, and then came back and, uh, and, and didn't quite make the grade that didn't make the roster. Because you were like, hadn't prepared cause you were injured. Uh, yeah, kinda. Also my confidence was shattered, but that's, that's like three other pods. How, how, <laughs> how many months before the world cup had you done your PCL? Uh, I did it. April in France in a tournament against Australia, actually, ironically enough, in a, a tackle with the goalkeeper. Have I not told this story? No, I, no. So I, I slid in for a ball. The keeper came out for a ball on the ground, and then we collided, and I reached with my, my right boot, so my left leg was tucked underneath me and then she hit me on my left shin and so when you push your knee into maximum or beyond maximum flexion that's what goes your your pcl so i just thought it was a contusion like it was it hurt like hell but the physio came out and brought me to the sideline and i went back onto the field and then like maybe five minutes later i remember telling people around me like don't pass me the ball like i can't i can't run like i i it wasn't an enormous amount of pain i just couldn't understand what was happening with my body it was almost like there was a disconnect between what i wanted to do and and my my body just wasn't listening and couldn't actually do it so i i probably i touched the ball minimally and they took me off at half and then i was like carrying the balls on the way to the bus at the end of the game as as you do when you're injured and uh, I couldn't make it up the hill. I was like, what's happening? Like, I, I've got, if I've got a bruise on my shin, like, that's one thing. But how come I can't, mm -hmm. like, biomechanically climb this small slope? So that's when the alarm bells started to go off. And then they, my, my knee obviously exploded. It was massive. It was, like, twice the size, I think, a couple, a couple of hours later. 
and they they weren't sure because like the tests for PCL aren't as clear as that drawer test, right? The classic one for the ACL. Um, so anyway, they they drew some fluid out of my knee and they and it was filled with blood. So they knew that something had happened. And then the MRI confirmed it a little bit later. And then the qualifying was that fall. And then um, I remember going to a camp at the beginning of the next year and just just wasn't wasn't where I needed to be probably in part due to the injury, but also I just, I just wasn't good. So your, your mind had gone. You just, when you could take yourself back to that time, Amy, how did you actually feel? Like, I mean, you you have the highs and the lows and did you know that you're seriously injured, even though you're trying to probably kid yourself in your head that it's not as bad as it, it it might be, or sure seems, but um, tell us about that. Take, can you take yourself back to that? Because that's incredibly disappointing before the world cup. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I felt embarrassed. Like I'd gone from being kind of this upstart player. I didn't make the world cup team in, in 97 after I was one of the bright spots on the U 20 team, um, the year before went down to the U S that sort of changed my development for the better. Um, then was a starter on that CONCACAF winning team in 98, started all the world cup games in, in 99 and was a huge part of it and was named captain in 2000 when Evan Pellerud came on and was a really impactful player. Um, and then it was that pro experience that I've told you guys about when I was drafted by the Bay area cyber rays in the WSA. And um, I had a coach who absolutely destroyed me mentally. I started off really, really well in that, uh, in that pro league, really strong. I was playing kind of a mix of a, of a defensive midfielder and uh, a center back occasionally sliding in there and just really reliable, really solid playing simply like playing my game. Um, And then we played one game and the team was having a rough go. Um, And I was an international player. So I was looked to as somebody that, that really needed to be leading the way along with Brandy Chastain. She was on the way are on the team. Um, And then there was one game where I just, I didn't play very well. And there was so many, I I gave the ball away a lot. I just had a really poor game. And from that moment on, um, I I I rode the bench and he just destroyed me in practice. So like every time I I turned with quote unquote flair was more than just a simple turn. And I'm not a flamboyant player, but you're, it's practice. You're, you're having fun. You want to feel that freedom and that joy, right? And I turned and he stopped practice and, and yelled at me, uh, you know, about, about turning in a way that was more complicated than it should have been. And that was the, that was the reason the team was losing. And, and I, I just like, I still, I still remember it. I still remember feeling just uh, like so lesser than like so small, so insignificant. Um, And then it took, it took me a really long time. Then there's the injury and, but, but my head still wasn't right. And it took me a long time to recover from that. Who was the coach? Can you name him? Uh, him. Yeah, you can find him, but it's not worth it to really name him. He's a a, a total prick. Yeah. Have you saw him again? No, I've not. But my assistant coach at the time, um, Tom Sermani, who actually helps out now with the women's national team, he coached Australia's national team for a long time. What a good guy just a top, top man. And and he was the assistant coach and he was one of those, one of those people and one of those pieces that sort of kept things together for me and other friends on the team. And then I got moved to, uh, to Atlanta later on. And that was, that was a blessing in disguise because I needed to get out of there. 
Are there any other terrible lows in your life you'd like to talk about? <laughs> no. Anybody else? Jimmy? Just make yourself at home on that couch, Amy. Just keep talking. <laughs> Seriously. Amy, Therapy. I think the, the other time that you were really low is when you got testicular cancer. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the one the we've that before, haven't we? I, I think um, with Amy on, on the show. shouldn't be laughing about that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, cut your hair. You got the bios mixed up, oh, okay. Walker. I, 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 <laughs> did. I did. Well, let's have like a, we should have a contest with our ex players. <laughs> Who's got the lowest low story? Is, is it the PCL? Is it the cancer? What's Jimmy's? Probably this podcast, actually. But, I know he's left. He's gone. <laughs> the handicaps, the podcast. <laughs> I forgot to put my garbage out. Uh, uh, put yourself in the bag. He's gone. He heard the trucks. Isn't that the worst thing in the world? When you're you're all comfy with a coffee in the morning and you hear, ah oh, shit, here come the here come the garbage trucks, and I haven't put the garbage out. Yeah, you hear that sound, that rumble in a distance. You're like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> But Amy, you bounced back though. You you made a World Cup, right? After that, that's something. Obviously, do you when you watch? Do you think when you watch this World Cup, and in subsequent World Cups from two thousand and seven, do you do you get that itch? Do you feel it's part of you? Like, man, I wish I was still playing, or are you over that completely? Um, I I mean a little bit, like a teeny tiny bit. The the same way that I get it when I'm on the sidelines for the CF Montreal games, or I was watching. You know the the Euros or the World Cup in in Qatar. It's it's that's always there, like that that kind of the, the the butterflies that you would get like on the bus on the way to the stadium or in the tunnel. Like I I get that, and um, but it's a tiny part for me now. It's 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 more just about in enjoying, you know, what's on display, and and you, especially in the women's game, you get to see how far the game has come because. When, when I played and, and when Canada was playing back then, it was a very sort of very direct, very physical, very sort of rudimentary, um, I don't know, recipe to, to, to victory where we try to overwhelm teams, sort of sledgehammer approach where we would just try to outrun, out physical them, right? Um, and you still need um, parts of that. You still need an essence of that. And actually Canada needs to definitely reclaim this, this current iteration of Canada um, in order to avoid conceding and just be really solid defensively. But then layered on top of that is just such sophistication as it applies to tactics, as it applies to the, the technical ability and, and the understanding um, of the game. So I, I just I just love to watch it. I just try to take in as much as I possibly can. I really love it. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about Canada here. I mean, listen, you'll, you'll be doing you know more in-depth and you have been going more in-depth on the broadcast, but, but we've got you here right now on a on a foundation episode, so let's get you. Canada, um, it's a tough group. And the round mm-hmm. of 16 looms as well with a potential match against England if you don't win it, probably. Um, what, what do you expect from Canada in this year's World Cup, given the injury to Janine Becky, given the, uh, the, the, you know, I hate to say the aging Christine Sinclair, but hey, we're all aging and she's 40. Mm-hmm. What do you expect from Canada? Um, I, I think, you know, you talk about that closed door game. I think that gives them a really good jumping off point from a confidence standpoint. The nil-nil uh, with England. Yeah. Um, even though it doesn't officially count because they had rolling subs, but everything you can glean from that, you know, um, I think Jimmy was talking about it or maybe Craig or a couple of podcasts ago where 
um, you use those games as a coach to try different things, maybe tactically on set pieces to, to rehearse things, to see how it looks, um, you know, taking it from the tactics board or, or the or on paper to actually putting it into practice. Um, but then also your ability to be tactically fluid, you know, this, team under Bev isn't going to be kind of what they were under John where, you know, like they, they had so many different, um, you know, plans like based on how the match um, unraveled and based on how the match would change that they could shift into and not to say they've moved away from that or, or they don't necessarily have that level of sophistication anymore, but I just don't think it's a priority for Bev. But I think beyond that, the most important thing is the individual performances. Like if they were strong individual performances from that game, they were still able to hold England to a scoreless draw with all of their offensive firepower. Like that is what the, the meaningful piece I think that you can get from that, especially for a team that has been hampered in the preparation. Like that's really something that you need to sort of galvanize the group to say like, look, we held no matter, you know, how much importance you sort of accord this game, we held the European champions um, to a nil-nil draw. Um, and then, you know, if your key players came up big, which, you know, under duress that she believes like the informed players did not like your Jesse Flemings, your Ashley Lawrence's, um, you know, though your Vanessa Gilles, even like poor tournaments. Right. And then of course, you know, the, the mental load was, was off the charts and you can excuse that. But, um, that I, I, that game against Japan was particularly poor. Um, so if, if those guys can, can be really, um, important and really play and elevate their game, then, then I think Canada has a chance, but you know, the last night seeing Jesse Fleming with her calf, strapped and um you know the the news coming out of camp that she, you know they bev talked about her as a return to play player like i don't i know that's just lingo and that's just language but i don't like that at all and if so if if mm. she, there's a possibility that she's out like we might be fucked yeah she's the most important <laughs> player is she not yeah <laughs> she is the most important player she's yeah. the best player mm-hmm. on the team at this point mm-hmm. you're gonna say you're that gonna on say- tsn Yes. <laughs> That'd be the best. Right at the beginning. You would stare, at, stare at Laura and just say, Laura, we're fucked. Yeah. Be amazing. We could be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't be laughing, though. But, I mean, listen, they, they, the preparation obviously was far from ideal. They have been together, though, for some time, which is beneficial. <laughs> the least you could ask for a World Cup team. Um, still no deal, right, as far as we, we know. Has there been any movement on that at all? It's just gone so quiet. I haven't heard anything. And here we are in the eve of this game. So that that's that's shitty, you know? I mean, and, and also England, you know, not not, not to, to shift to them, but the reigning European champions, arguably the favorites, say, other than the US coming into this World Cup. Mm-hmm. And even their FA kind of backed off or um, kind of stepped away from the table because they saw what FIFA was offering as prize money, as reason for them to not up the ante for their own players. Which again is fucked. <laughs> like it it's is. it's such it such bullshit. And then Infantino saying that you know for the for the first time finally you're starting to close that gap between the men's and the women's game in terms of what's offered to these players. They'll be guaranteed thirty thousand dollars US, and yet this money will gum like be filtered back through the federations, and they have the responsibility of of doling it out. 
And so you're telling me that like Haiti, Jamaica, which had to crowdfund in order to just get to the tournament, mm-hmm. Colombia, even Canada, they're going to they're going to be doing their due diligence to make sure this money gets into the players' pockets. Mm-hmm. I highly, highly doubt it. So they need you're right. You're right as well, Amy, that countries like Haiti, we saw this happen in 2012 at the Olympic qualifying. Haiti shows up, no shoes, no boots, no, they're walking around flip-flops in the snow in Vancouver. They didn't have any shirts. They needed BC soccer to give them two kits. Um, and they would take the money from them. Those, those women for Haiti will not see this money unless they make sure that it goes to them. And there's is others. There FIFA's responsibility to ensure that as well. I mean, these are control freaks. This is FIFA. They got mm. their hands in every freaking part. They should be able to hold these associations accountable. I mean, they can. We know they can. Why don't they? They should. They should. And let's hope that they do because I can see this uh, happening after the World Cup. We'll hear that players never received a dime. That's even, even happened in the men's game as well. Even happened in the men's game. Wow! Like, what about with Trinidad? Yeah, that's the thing, and yeah. it happens all over the world. Men's, yeah, everywhere. yeah, corruption everywhere. Corruption. People are just scumbags. <laughs> There's a, an article in the Athletic today about this, and I believe it's nine of the 32 teams have had major labor or are entering the World Cup with major labor and or coaching issues off the pitch. Mm-hmm. So I guess you can you can use that to galvanize the team in the room. That's the that's what the movies would make make you believe, right? Yeah. But the reality is, I mean, it must be really tough on morale, right? When when you know that your your associations aren't working in your best interests. Mm-hmm. And, and it goes back to, I mean, I think your your original question about Canada and that unsigned deal, and would there be like a bridge deal um, in order to ensure that Canada didn't have to worry about that um, when this tournament started? Like that. That's what's so sobering for me and so depressing is it's we're in the same situation not only with you know equity and everything that's provided to these women in their preparation and in their camps and everything that surrounds their training but you know they can't just focus on the on-pitch stuff they they're still troubled with dealing with this off-field garbage you know it's, that should be sorted prior to even taking the flight you know, and then it just makes me think of Olympics and World Cups where we're having team meetings and Andrea Neal's on the phone to somebody or I'm on the phone to somebody, you know, trying trying to just get, you know, n- not, you know, prize money, not talking about bonuses, but just, you know, back in the day we talked about at the end of, of the last pod that I was on, I think, Craig, or you asked me about it. We know when we would just gather in the summer for two or three months at a time. Oftentimes we had other jobs. So it was just, we wanted just money to make up the money we were losing being away from our jobs. And even that was like pulling teeth. And so for me, it's just like soul crushing to realize that it's the same bullshit that's still happening now. Do you think that some of these players from whatever nations should use the World Cup as their platform to to get their battles, their issues across? Or do they need to just focus on the football? As hard as it is, put that aside, it's a World Cup and some of these teams could win the World Cup. Or are, are they almost obligated to use that platform to say, listen, we're getting fucked here by our associations mm-hmm. and, and this is why. What are you going to do about it, FIFA? Because it's a huge platform. There's no bigger platform. Yeah. I think that 
women's football, as much as it's grown exponentially, the professionalization of the game has come along leaps and bounds. They're still not at a point where they have the luxury to just play. You have to use the platform to your advantage. You don't have a choice. Yeah, I think it, and it's not always equal, Sharms, uh, as well. Uh, I think you see some countries, if they don't make it a stand at this type of platform uh, that they're on for the World Cup, they will not gain an inch. So they're kind of forced to, I think, sometimes to make a stand at these big tournaments like this. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost the pace of the game and the women's game is almost always outgrowing everything else and it can't seem to keep up, especially with the, the dickheads in charge. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of them around yeah at least we're at least we're happy and excited about the tournament huh good well <laughs> yeah, it'll be nice to I get the games going won't it? i know no kidding no I mean, that's, but that's the scary part right we had this with the men's world cup of qatar and the human rights and and the fear was once the whistle blows in that opening match we'll just forget about all that crap and just watch the games and the same thing is gonna happen here I think it is right yeah unless you know a Sinky or, you know, a, a Sam Kerr or someone. You say your name so easily. I know, and I, you know why it's funny because I was on my own, on room four four two yesterday in homestand, and uh, my my co-host Albert said Cincy. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. And I you chastised him. The... I chastised him. That's amazing. <laughs> I said, oh, was was know, Sarah Sinky? on? Was Sarah Sorry? on? Was she Sarah was. On? And her eyes rolled into the back of her skull. Amazing! I need to yeah. see that clip. <laughs> um, I went to I went to Subway the other day, and I uh, <laughs> only only because Christine Sinclair is all over the all Subway store, all over it. Yep. So oh, what's the Sinky kind of sub? Subs. What is it? Uh, it's a six inch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a roll. It's a It's a meatball, not the meatball. <laughs> Meatball six inches, just enough. <laughs> hey, by the way, do you know that Subway? Totally, I'm, I'm going to tell you this now. They banned it in in Ireland from coming into the country I because remember. they said the bread was not bread. Yeah, That's it was crazy, closer to cake. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So therefore, the you will not see Subway the in Ireland. So what makes what makes bread Irish bread? What's missing or what is there? No, they're saying what the subway bread is. Yeah, because of the ingredients yeah, yeah. and what they use. It's, and it's, it's so like laden with sugar and chemicals shit. and sugar. Yeah. It doesn't resemble there the was, actual ingredients of bread. There was no like whiskey it. in it. There was no whiskey in the bread. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't make it Irish. <laughs> Nothing like the full full fry up, you know, with blood pudding and sausage and bacon. <laughs> yeah, but it's real. Country. It's all real. It's, yeah, it came from a cow. Most of it. <laughs> Can you imagine that? The one of the choices at Subway be like, um, would you like, um, you know, whole wheat or would you like white? And be like, oh, no, I'll have angel food cake or I'll have the red velvet. Yeah. The cold cut special between two pieces of red velvet. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm, I'm I'm sure an elite athlete like Christine has, has checked out the the ingredients of the the food that she's pimping, and and is satisfied that it's healthy enough. No way. She's 40 now. <laughs> it's like when you see these guys who McDonald's sponsorships. 
Come on, oh, yeah. last salt, tournament. A little salt and pepper and two hundred grand. I mean, I mean, uh, green pepper. <laughs> green <laughs> pepper. Get the all worst you can, sandwich Christine. ingredient. Well, I mean, green pepper's got to be down the list. Like, no, it's all green, over that. Green pepper's got what? the crunch. That and banana peppers, so good. I'm a big fan of the the green peppers and the banana peppers in the Me sub. Too. I have to say, yeah. I don't know where crunch. you're coming from. I think Walsh. green pepper is like the poor cousin of the red pepper. I like, I like the green pepper, the jalapeno. You would. Mm. But Dubs, you, you, being a vegan, you're so limited anyway. Why would you be yeah. taking away a potential vegan option? Oh, no, from, I from love the, the green pepper. I was just saying like in general, I feel like the, the green pepper probably doesn't get much love at the old Subway buffet. Well, sorry, I got to jump in. Do you know that the green pepper, the red pepper, the orange pepper, and the yellow pepper are all the same pepper? They're mm-hmm. just different yes, stages of this. ripeness. Yeah. So you're just, really? you're just knocking a pepper for being too old. Mm-hmm. It's a bit ageist <laughs> in the pepper world, in the Again, vegan world. With okay, so then, sponsorship. So green is obviously the oldest. Isn't green the youngest? Yes. Oh, maybe it no, is. No, because red pepper is sweeter, so it's got to be younger. No, when it's more ripe. It has more sugar, so it's more green, sweeter. Or red, orange, green. Red, orange, red, orange light. yellow, green, followed by blue, indigo, and violet. That's the rainbow song for you, Roy G. Biv. <laughs> so, guys, I'm, I'm going to jump in here. Uh, do all of the peppers in the produce aisle come from the same plant? Short answer, no. Although it is true that green peppers are just unripe regular ones, yellow, orange, and red peppers are genetically different varieties at full maturity. Ethnobotanist James Wong clarified in a Twitter thread. So, so uh, full ripeness, they're different, but to begin the journey, they're the same. Yeah, but they're genetically different varieties. So it's like us so being they're not human. The same. They're not the same. JC lied to us. JC, you fucking liar. JC's, JC's info <laughs> well, is... This is why focused. I never speak up, because my I, it's fake news. All fake news all day. <laughs> this is the internet. It sounded very credible and believable. I, it, I, it is, but it's not. Sorry, you're right. I am I am wrong. Amy, I apologize for saying... That the, the, that the green pepper was older when it's in fact younger and a different species. <laughs> but they are fruits, aren't they? I believe they're fruits because they have seeds. Oh, my isn't Christ. That, isn't that what oh. separates a fruit from a vegetable? Like a tomato. Yeah, it's a fruit because of seeds. Fruit. That's mm-hmm. what separates Footy Prime from other soccer podcasts. <laughs> we're, we're going down this line. <laughs> or a nice yeah, but cucumber. like a cucumber has seeds. Like Maybe it's a fruit too. I don't know. I just heard that from my 12-year-old daughter like literally two days ago. Peppers are fruit. She could start fact-checking Joe. (laughs) Peppers are fruit. I got to tell you a story. I got to tell you a little bit of the story of the subway. So I'm with my (laughs) – my people don't know what to do in a subway. And and I'll I'll, I'll include my mom on this. She's like, oh, is it cheaper for a 12-inch? Yes. So she then says, can you cut it in half? And then she she makes two separate sandwiches. I'm like, mom, it doesn't work that way. You can't do that. It's two six inches. So she's saying, like, on the one half, put this these ingredients on there, and the other half, and once it as one, as, wow, that's bad etiquette. That's bad yeah. form in Subway. Okay, that's that's actually clever. I like it. It's taking the piss. It is. I would. I'm. I would do that next time I'm there. I like that idea. You guys Imagine are gonna look get banned from kids, Subway. Just give me, give me half lettuce. And then on the it other doesn't one, work that way. People go, "Oh, can I have some more meat instead of the vegetables?" No, it doesn't <laughs> work that way. And did the did the guy do it? Well, reluctantly. <laughs> See, 
Good for her. I'm going to try that now. I'm going to get myself. See, I, I, I had a friend who had a system. He he was a huge Subway fan every day, and he was she adamant was that, that if shape. you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, look at Jared. He, he turned out okay, apart from the pedophilia. Yeah, he's fine. He's really thin now. <laughs> jail house he meals. Like the jail. There's no Prison subs food. there. No, but this guy, he, well. he said that the the scam is if you ask for for lettuce too early in the process, they'll put so much lettuce on there they can then skimp out on the other ingredients. Oh. So he would always save it to the very end and say, "Oh, and <laughs> and some lettuce, please." And he always <laughs> thought he got one over the, the poor person working who didn't give a shit. But uh, no had an empty but, life, I guess. By the way, do you guys know this as well? When you go to Tim Hortons and say you get a breakfast <laughs> sandwich in the morning, and if you order, say, for instance, the sausage sandwich with cheese, if you ask for real cheddar, they got to put real cheddar on it. Otherwise, they give you that fake plastic shit. And they charge they, you 10 bucks? No. You just ask for it. You say, say, and I would like real cheddar cheese. They and have real they cheddar have there. real cheddar cheese that they give you. And green and pepper. You'll <laughs> and you'll notice a difference in the sandwich when you get the real cheddar cheese. But, oh, yeah. Interesting. It's more cheddar It's interesting. So, okay. Wait, JC, what's the big Mac scam? JC, the Big Mac scam. Wasn't that your scam? I was showing you about Big Macs. If you you ordered something at McDonald's, what is it? There was 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 some special sauce that his wife would put on the cheap burger. No, that was Oh yeah, dressed like a Mac. That's right. Yeah, you get a you get a uh, McDouble or a Double cheeseburger, whatever it is, dress like a Mac, and then you get it with the stuff and just not the extra bun in the middle. Hmm. It's a Big Mac, essentially, but for much cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> it's also that made was- of green peppers. <laughs> <laughs> that was the dress code at the last cocktail party I went to, dress like a Mac. It was interesting. Dress like a Mac? <laughs> I'm just being stupid. Oh. <laughs> Her, this is great. See, fashion. this is why we, we, we're different to other podcasts. Yes. Her fashion reference. That we've just been hammering the, the labor strife across women's soccer, and now we've gone down an avenue where we discuss whether green peppers are the same as red peppers and whether you can get a great deal at Tim Hortons or McDonald's, depending <laughs> on how much you want to lie. Uh, we'll give Subway some love. Christine looked after. Does yeah, Christine start great. every game in this World Cup, Dubs? There's one for you. Or does she end the tournament on the bench? Or does she start it on the bench? No, I don't think Chloe, she's, Chloe she starts it on shine. the bench. No? Or what was that last bit? Is it Chloe Laclasse, like her, her time to shine? Yes, but I don't think um, Lacasse, who I would love to see in that 11 to start off to start off with, I don't think whether she's in or not affects whether Sinky's in or not. I right. think it's Sinky's more, of a more Fleming. central, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Whether Fleming's playing that more advanced role, Sinky's playing that number 10 role, um, which he's done very, very well with Portland. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This year, um, but Rian made a really good point um, on the broadcast and said that Bev has really invested um, and sort of, you know, teams have been built around Sinky ever since she, she started playing. Like when she, when she broke into the the national team, when we were at, at the Algarve cup in, in 2000, like it was evident early on years ago. Yeah. That she was a, a, like a generational talent. So why wouldn't the team be built around her? But now it's, it's a, it's, it's a conscious choice. And it's also a little bit of a risk, I think on Bev's part to continue to do it as she's, you know, her, her form is, has declined. She's obviously playing that more withdrawn role. You're, you're seeing her showcase that role of, of provider and seeing, you know, the, the intelligence of her game and the understanding of the game um, really be displayed. Um, But, you know, the decisions to build around her could backfire. And I, and I think that you need to be really careful with how you manage her. So she's going to give you about 60 minutes a game. Um, what do you do after the fact, assuming Fleming's healthy, is that who you shift further up the pitch and you bring like a Quinn into a more defensive role with Grosso in that double pivot, um, which is going to be, I think, really dynamic. Like Quinn to me is less mobile, less dynamic, but I really like that combination of a more defensive minded a midfielder who's going to insulate the back line, really double down on that defensive mentality that Canada really has to assume in this tournament in order to get success. But then you get Grosso who plays it an entirely different way and who's going to link up. Um, but how do you adapt? And like, if that goes wrong, if they don't start off here against Nigeria with, with a win or with a result at the very least, what do you do from there? Um, so I think you have to you have to rotate your squad. You have to utilize everybody at your dis- at your disposal. But even though you've got two players and Prince and Rose, who I think can offer a ton to your attack, and especially in terms of the depth of your attack, the pace that you get on those flanks, um, which is going to be enormous in order to create that space for a player like Christine to operate. And you need the stretch, right, that those two are going to provide. Um, but they ha- don't have any minutes. So it, it, that's a gamble as well. Um, so I think it's it's not only, okay, she's chosen to build the team around Christine or her 11, her preferred 11. How do you move through the tournament successfully with that still being kind of your formula? Do you shift away from it or is it deliberate and it's sort of mapped out that, okay, you're going to start the game against Nigeria and then maybe against Ireland, you come off the bench and then, you know, you have a plan going through, which they clearly do, but you play that suffocating defense and you, and you don't concede, but you get the best out of your arguably best player. But if, if Christine's unhappy, how does that affect the team? If, you know, the Bev has to shift gears and, and, and maybe start her on the bench, does that affect morale? Does that affect the dressing room? Um, so, but... Does it affect Christine? Uh, I mean, is she ready for not being the focal point? Is that a potential problem, you know, with with Christine personally? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it would be, uh, you know, this toxicity in the locker room. I don't think that she would do that. Um, But there's something to be said, but, you know, about keeping your star happy. 
you know, and I'm sure we'll shift gears to Ronaldo versus Messi and all that BS. Like her ego is nowhere close to somebody like that, but she's used to having that team built around her. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So how does she fare when she's not? And then um, just before I, cause I don't want to forget about it. How cool is it that Nigeria's name is the super Falcons? <laughs> like, why don't we have a fucking kick-ass name like that? Like, like what? The they super sound League? like, I don't know. They sound like superheroes. Like they should have their own comic book. The super yeah, well, it's like the uh, Cameroon, the Indomitable Lions. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. So, so this, this, this is really a really... Eagles. Yeah, Eagles. Isn't it Super Eagles? Eagles. Nigeria. Not the Falcons. The men are, the, the men are Super Eagles. they were the Falcons. So the men are Eagles for sure. But the women might be falcons. I don't know. Maybe the women are falcons, but the men are the eagles. So this oh is a really God. unpopular take, right? But I'm hearing Question. all these these breakdowns of Canada, and there's we're the beavers. <laughs> of course, you would. <laughs> the super beavers. Oh my God, X pop. Super eagles. <laughs> super eagles. Jimmy's Jimmy's other account is X pop. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. He's a burner. So anyway, so this is a this is a really popular, oh, you unpopular opinion. I know what you were thinking. That's gross. Fuck. This is an unpopular opinion. Okay, um, there's very good, legitimate reasons to think that Canada might have a very poor World Cup. Labour strife. Christine's forty. Janine's hurt. Some of the options up front haven't played much this year through injury. Is that fair, Dubs? That it could go right. Of course it could. They're still one of the best, deepest squads in, in the tournament. But there's a lot of reasons why this might not go right. Yeah, there's sort of the, the built-in excuses, definitely. Um, but I, I think there's also a case for, for optimism. So I, I think that if you're able to navigate that group Um, which is going to be really difficult. Like we talked about my two World Cups. So in 99, it was meant to be in China, I believe. And then at the last minute, it got um, moved to the US. And we started Canada. We started at Spartan Stadium in San Jose and we tied Japan 1-1. And then we went across um, the country and then we played, I think, in Washington, (laughs) <laughs> where we promptly lost seven to one to Norway. <laughs> and then we had to have a massive result in our last game against Russia. And I remember lying in being in the tunnel and just trying to, you know, get my head right and sort of wrap my head around what we had to do and um, being overwhelmed by the absolute stench of BO from the Russian players. <laughs> really? Oh my god, it was disgusting. Did you was tell that, them? Was that a tactic? <laughs> yeah, I think it may have been. Did you say something? No. I would have said really? something. Really? <laughs> what, what would you have said? You just would have called them out on it? Yeah, it would be like you guys fucking reek. <laughs> you know, have a shower in your dressing room? Go come on. But anyway, disappointing. And we, that, I mean, I was thinking about that cross continental travel, right? That you, that is added or layered um, on top of the demands of the group. When you look at their opponents, um, you know, Ireland are, are as a European um, <laughs> opponent, are, are, are not going to be pushovers. 
they're going to be very difficult. Yeah, they got a few yanks in there too, don't they? No, I'm sure you can talk about a few yanks, Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) Just last night. (laughs) This morning. (laughs) Very well done, Um, Dobbs. Very well done. Uh, Tony Bet. .ca have Canada right now as 10th favorites plus 3,020. States are at plus 240, a favorites and Tony Bet. England second favors at plus 394. Spain, Germany, and the hosts Australia running at the top five. Sounds about right, do you think, Dubs? I mean, the States are the favorites just about over England. What is, let, let's ask you, give us a prediction. What do you ask right? Jimmy or Craiger? I feel yeah, like ask, I've ask come on okay. and I've talked right, an Jimmy, awful lot. Who's going to win the Women's World Cup? I think, look, it's going to be a, a difficult path for us Canadians. Um, but I think if we do get out of the group first, we're in a better position because mm-hmm. I think we could face Japan or Spain, depending on how they finish first or second. And if we do finish second in the group, then we could be in trouble because we'll have England next. Okay, but and, Jimmy, we cross over with Group D. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... If we don't get England, then we get Denmark, Haiti, or China. Correct. But if you finish second, then you cross over and you'll play the winner of D, no? That's would correct. Be, would, would be England, would which be you England. don't want to. So you don't want to finish second, Dubs. Mm-hmm. You want to finish first if you can. Oh, okay, thank you. I was <laughs> yes, that half right because there. you want to stay away from the Americans and the English, don't you? Mm-hmm. Mic drop. Poof. <laughs> <laughs> he did his homework, Dubs. And, and you're right, he, he, he got it wrong though. He got half of well, it wrong. For Jimmy, for Jimmy. He was talking about Group C. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm just talking for Jimmy. He still got it wrong, but he did his homework. Yeah, and he, lit it, he he dropped the mic and he left. He's gone. <laughs> more garbage to put out. <laughs> That's right. After right, that so, comment, so, so there's know, more garbage to put out. So we know the states, and we know England are, are the favorites. Spain could do it. Germany's always Germany, European Championship finalists. Um, give us a name. That, that has some great value behind it. I'll, I'll give you the numbers if you give me one team that might surprise a lot of people and might win this thing outside the, the big, big favorites. Give us a dark horse. Or Austria, what is it Australia. you guys are bickering about on, your, on the broadcast? Exceedingly... Of course you would say bickering. Well, why? We bicker all the time. That wasn't a, a sexist, misogynist term. No? No, it wasn't. You're, no, you're not, not known for that, others. James Sharman. You're kind no, of no. We, we bicker all the time amongst <laughs> each other here. If I was going to be misogynist and sexist, I would use a term like um, trying to think here. Go, so. go on. <laughs> trying to think here. When Group when, when women are arguing, what are they? They are nattering. Christ, it, nattering is a good nattering one. Nattering is more talking, though, isn't it? No, it's, there's a, a bit of complaining and nagging. Women. Nagging. Yep. Yeah, that's one thing that women do that men don't do for sure. Oh, rumbling. Nice. <laughs> what about rumbling? rumbling? We should like, have just called it the gossip brawling. pod. Having a I cat really fight. Wish you, <laughs> I, I, Dubs, I really wish you had set charms up, like sent him an email where he had, would have a list of like seven synonyms and he would sound <laughs> so misogynistic. Yeah. It would have been amazing. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give some thought. Can we, so, before we move on, um, JC oh. has clarified it's a Super Falcons. I'm not out of my mind. I so Nigeria are the Super, too, super Falcons for the women's team. Came up Super the Eagles, women. too. The women are the Super okay. Falcons? Okay. How does an eagle differ from a falcon? 
They're both raptors. They, one they just has a penis, one has a vagina. Is, is that what it is? I don't know. The <laughs> is, falcon is, it just is different stages of, of birds ripeness. On the yeah, that's right. One's closer to a red pepper, one's closer to a green pepper. <laughs> one's younger. One's younger. <laughs> Can you say penis and vagina on TSN? Can you slip that in somehow? Not on network That's TV, God forbid. <laughs> That's your challenge, Dubs. You can't talk that normal people on network television. <laughs> Be fantastic. All right, so Dubs, back to the question. Oh, yeah. Again, we got sidetracked. Give us a dark horse. A dark horse. Um, I like, well, I think Sweden is underrated. I think mm. that they might go far, but I also like Japan. Japan. And I think that really? Spain might be overrated, especially with what their federation has gone through and the players who are left out. Um, Even with P- Patelis back, right? Yeah. Patea. But they leave three big name players at home because of that, you know, the the exclusion for so long. Well, like the the 15 that Vilda left aside for for so long and then they had to like make reparations and write apologies and so some were welcomed back into the fold and others took a stand and said no we're not going okay so yeah. do you think australia if amy could pull this off is there a chance i mean they've got you know good young players in good form good striker they, yeah and playing at home i mean this is a, an amazing opportunity for them yeah I, I i think they're they're poised to do it for sure um, but I'm I'm reluctant to name them as that as that dark horse because uh, they're in Canada's group, so I'm yeah. kind of like ignoring them a little bit. Plus nine sixty four <laughs> yeah. and Tony Bet to to win the whole thing. What Sam do you think, Kerr. Craiger? I mean, Sam Kerr is the, sorry. I was just going to say, what do you think, Craig, for somebody who might surprise? Well, I would think Australia, but you're right about Sweden. Sweden is always hanging around. They're always decent, aren't they? They very very well organized side always. Good physically, mm-hmm. decent tactically, obviously, and uh, and and yeah, they've they've always been a strong women's side historically. Mm-hmm. So Germany as well, I think, hasn't oh, been know, talked about Germany. enough. I don't think always Spain's been talked enough as well. Well, we did, but I, you like, weren't we here. Just talked about Spain like twenty seconds ago. Well, I wasn't involved in that conversation. What do you want to talk about on Spain? <laughs> How about how about um who's gonna be the standout player? Like is it gonna be Alex Morgan's World Cup or is it gonna be a Sophia Smith? Is she gonna like you know be the, the future of the game for the States? Yeah. Is it I gonna be a veteran it. like Putellis? Where let Jimmy answer this? Mm. Sorry. Who's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be the standout <laughs> performer at this year's World Cup? Uh I'm gonna go with Alex Morgan. Incredible player, great pace, eye mm-hmm. for goal, can play both ways. Is she still as fast as she used to be, Amy? The horse is still rapid, Craig. Thank you. Still rapid, Jimmy? Okay, that's good <laughs> to know. I think the States are the team to beat, though. They really are. Yes. I, I still, I, hard to bet against them. Three-peat? Yeah. I, like Amy. I would not want to see that. And I want to see somebody else win it. Craig keeps yeah. saying, uh, saying where the goal is going to come from for Canada. Mm-hmm. If you have to, if you have to choose Canada's leading goal goal getter, mm-hmm. who, is, who would it be? Who's going to put anything in the net? I think it might be a World Cup for Jordan Heidema or mm-hmm. Chloe Lacasse. But I also think 
Canada's not going to score. I still don't think they're going to score a ton of goals, but I think they're going to be more of a threat on set pieces. And I think Vanessa Gill and her ability in the air and her mm. threat on set pieces, I think she might notch a couple. You know who I thought would be a bigger threat, Amy, on set pieces would be Buchanan. I think she mm. should actually score more goals. I really do. I think mm-hmm. she's got that ability and she's so strong in the box and just good in the air that it's interesting that some center backs are good at scoring goals. Mm-hmm. And other center, and they can be good in the air, but other center backs just don't. And I'll, I'll, one of the greatest center backs I play with, Rio Ferdinand, not a great goal scorer, but John Terry, very good scoring center back, you know. So it doesn't always translate, but I think uh, she could be more of a threat than she is. Honestly. And she has done in the past, just not lately. That's right. That's I think point. she scored her first goal ever against the U.S. on a set piece. And I thought, boy, oh boy, I think she's going to be a weapon down the road. And she really hasn't sort of done that in the attacking zone but obviously defensively she's very good mm-hmm. but maybe with the emergence of Jill then she sort of takes a, a back seat I mean obviously it doesn't hurt to have more than one threat in the box right yeah exactly. but um but but maybe that's more of Jill's role now because she just has it she's just got uncanny timing and such physicality and and she's mm-hmm. just so great with her head let me jump on the soapbox here a little bit. There's been uh, as much press as it's been about the Women's World Cup. There's been plenty about Sinky and probably her last World Cup. Martyrs announced this will be her last World Cup. These legends, you know, the end of a generation in many, many ways. I haven't heard much about our friend Sophie Schmidt, mm. who, who luckily won't start many games. But I don't know if there's been a more selfless servant to a country than Sophie Schmidt over the years. Doesn't get the, the kudos she deserves. It will probably be her last World Cup, although dubs, you never know, because she's so freaking fit. Mm. Um, but isn't it time we gave players like her, these warriors for a country, a bit of love? Because mm-hmm. they don't get nearly enough press, or any press, actually, up here in Canada or even around the world. No, they don't. And um, she's done really, really well in the NWSL. Like the last couple of seasons, she captains Houston um, just really had a sort of a, a resurgency in her in her pro career, um, but you're right. It's a shame these players shouldn't be celebrated when they retire, or you know when they when they've announced their retirement. Um, so hopefully she gets some some minutes. Um, I, I'm not sure that she does. You know maybe maybe if this Jesse Fleming injury, um, maybe there's something to it. Maybe you know Sophie does get in the mix a little bit more. But she's going to be a really, really, really important player, especially in the absence of Desi Scott. Mm-hmm. Sophie, you know, from a leadership standpoint, but also everything that she brings to the pitch. Because, I mean, Sophie can certainly contribute and give you that threat outside the box. She's got a great shot. She can strike it from distance with both feet. Um, great passer of the ball. Um, but she's somebody who can lend you so much defensively and, and just ground cover in the middle of the park. Which is, again, so like underrated. It, it doesn't get talked about because you're not the goal scorer or because you don't have the, the flash or the flair. Mm-hmm. Um, but she should be celebrated because like, you know, you talked about her being like a, a servant to the game and, and she absolutely is. But what an ambassador for the game as well. You know, talk about inspiring the next generation, right? Yeah, it runs Ironmans in the off season, so yeah, pretty freaking impressive. Um, okay, so that's the Women's World Cup, and uh, we'll, we'll be talking about it throughout the tournament, of course. Um, looking forward to that. Kicks off in just uh, twenty four hours or so. Fantastic. I want to get to uh, before we close the show today, Cristiano Ronaldo and, and his quotes. So this is this these quotes come like literally twenty four hours after 
Leo Messi's unveiling and all the hoopla around the globe and Messi's moment. So, you know, Ronaldo, he couldn't keep his mouth shut, could he? He's got to go out there and start talking. So these are, these are what old Cristiano has been saying. The Saudi league is better than MLS. I opened the way to the Saudi league and now all the players are coming here. In one year, more, more and more top players will come to Saudi. In a year, the Saudi league will overtake the Turkish league and the Dutch league. Nah, 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 nah. I'm 38 years old and European football has lost a lot of quality since I left. The only valid one and still doing good is the Premier League. They're way ahead of all the other leagues. Talk about freaking sour grapes. Jesus Christ. He just, he was so unhappy and so miserable seeing all the love that Messi was getting this week in MLS. He just couldn't help himself, could he? He couldn't. You couldn't. I honestly, they'll be in the over seventies league. These two in a oh this this uh, this or over seventies Malta league is better than yours over there. And like what the fuck? Like seriously? <laughs> like fuck off. Yeah, but right? isn't it one sided? Isn't it you? Like I don't see Messi. When's Messi? No, Messi flash now? He's not doing it. No, when Messi doesn't care. No, no. Ronaldo is like I said on our dark web. He's going to be thrashing around in his pile of money with all of his friends, which is no one. No <laughs> one likes that guy. He's unlikable. It, it was just I unnecessary. Agree. It was yeah. unnecessary, right? I'm, I mean, I'm sure just... he could buy a f- couple of cool oh, friends. Yeah. yeah, he's no Jimmy <laughs> Brennan. Yeah. He, won't put, he won't cook a sausage for him and put a blanket on him on his couch in the kitchen. You know? Yeah. You always have friends with a million bucks in your pocket, you'll always find a friend. That's true. <laughs> I mean, can he even play in MLS? I mean... I'm not sure where he had legal troubles, obviously, in the States. But uh, I don't know. He's just lashing out, and it's just so petty and so predictable as well, I think. And to say at this point the Saudi League's better than MLS, I mean, listen, I haven't watched any Saudi League. I don't intend to. But I'm pretty sure at this point it's not as good as MLS, even with the influx of some some big-name players heading over there. Maybe they, one day they'll, they'll buy themselves some success. They'll get in the Champions League. But I don't know. I think maybe, he just wanted maybe to give- they're better than the worst team in the league. Oh, that's Miami. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be right. Toronto. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crazy. I think, by the by, the way, speaking of that, I think they've got tw- uh, what do they got left? Uh, Twelve games left. I think Miami in the league. They're twelve points, I believe, behind a playoff spot. How many games are they going to have to win? They've I don't think they've only won five. I think they're going to have to win seven or eight games Probably. to even have a shot. Yeah. Now, that they have got, what, a month off now from MLS football and playing in the league. Oh, Messi stuff, needs another break, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, they, well, listen. Well, that's the thing. If they crash out in, in the next couple of games of the League's Cup, which is quite possible, mm-hmm. then he'll be off until the 20th of August. Wow. Go back to Argentina again. Yeah, may as well. Yeah. Or they will galvanize the team and, and get together because they just signed Jordi Alba. They're after Luis Suarez, apparently. Give them you a know bite to if, their game. If, if the goal is to get eyeballs, that's what they get, right? I don't know how it's going <laughs> to work on the pitch. What do you say there, Dubs? I, I said that. it'll give them real bite to their game. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so the old, the old lazy Luis Suarez reference, eh? No. <laughs> Good know. Yourself. He's not had yeah. a nibble for a few years. <laughs> 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 but I, I think that um, anonymously, I think it was Cloak that did it or wrote it for the Athletic. 
kind of surveyed the ownership in MLS and they said that they don't really see the Saudi league as being sort of a threat um, or as them coming close really to MLS. Cause I think if you look at it, like MLS was ranked 29th in the Saudi, like in terms of domestic leagues worldwide and the Saudi league is like in the forties or something. But I think they only see it as a threat if more players like your Jotas start going right. Like if you're getting players in their prime and that is the path they're choosing then I think you start to pay a little bit more attention versus like MLS and, and sort of the Beckham era where it was really players coming over like your Thierry Henry's and your Ibra's and all these players. Um, Jimmy Brennan. Your, your Gerard's, you know, like that were really didn't really lend a whole lot to their team in terms of results. And they were talking about, about Messi going to Miami and, and Bushkets and Alba, I think that they do start to turn the results. We're talking about them being in last place. I think they will make an impact. So anyway, I think the larger discussion is, you know, you're seeing the players go because they can't resist the money. They can't, resi- can't resist the, the contracts and the tickets. But if you're getting more players in their prime electing to go there, I think then it becomes more of a, of a discussion point. <coughs> but any room is news, right? Any room is news because this morning there was a report, Luis Diaz, Al Hilal want Luis Diaz Liverpool, but then the report says there is no evidence to suggest that Luis Diaz has any interest in going to Saudi Arabia, and Liverpool are refusing to sell anyway. So it was it wasn't even a news story, but it was a creative one because someone said, "Well, Al Hilal wouldn't mind that player." Of course, they bloody would. He's fantastic, and he's twenty six. Um, I know, but the one line from that Ronaldo that you know I thought was just painted him beautifully. It's just the one when it says in one year. Um, where is it? Sorry, uh, I sorry. Yeah, I opened the way to the Saudi league, and now all the players are coming here. I haven't heard that since 2007 when Jimmy Brennan was first signed by TFC, and Sikio yeah, soon followed, and then followed Beckham came later. Hickio. Yeah, people say Beckham opened the door to Europe. It wasn't. It was Jimmy because he was the first guy signed. Yeah, in that crazy summer, wasn't he? Yeah, it's fact. So thanks, Jimmy. No, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> From the bottom of my heart, Jimmy that came back so and grazed in the MLS. <laughs> Graze. <laughs> How do you spell graze? G R A Y S? G R A Z E? No. G R A I Z E. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Miami's um, picking up a few followers, though, aren't they? Oh, oh yeah. Miami, yeah. What is it? Fourth highest Instagram following in the world for sports Holy teams. Shit. Craig did the oh, North uh, America, sorry, in North America. Craig did the Instagram comparison. What was it, Craig? Maple well, Leafs. yeah. Miami's yeah. got 10.1 million Instagram followers. They've been around for five minutes. <laughs> uh give you an example. Toronto Maple Leafs have one point one million i believe followers on instagram they've been around for 101 years longer than miami but in fairness instagram wasn't around in, in 1903 no but you would think that they would have a fan base but just give an example you know the greatest hockey player in the world who would that be Connor mcdavid okay he's got 1.3 million followers messi has 480 million <laughs> people can't comprehend that in, in canada they got their head so <laughs> their hockey sticks stuck so far up their asses. <laughs> Which end? <laughs> Which end of the stick? Oh, it's what your kink is. 
Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Wongo, if it's you, for example, hypothetically speaking, which oh. end would you use? Mine's a corkscrew stick. Ooh. Oh. oh. Like a cat. Like a cat's penis. <laughs> God. A cat's penis? Yeah. Ouch. Are they yeah, corkscrews? They're barbed. They're barbed penises. <laughs> yeah. Why you never see well, cats? Ducks have corkscrew penises. Oh, do they? Ducks. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Why? So they can't get away once you're attached. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. Now, is this true? Or is this another true, green pepper, red pepper <laughs> bullshit? <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> we gotta look. I'm look gonna go to the pond animal. today and have a look. Google <laughs> animal penises, Jimmy. I'm gonna get my. Uh, <laughs> My 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 duck quacker out. Whack, 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 whack. See what happens. <laughs> um, Premier League's just uh, three weeks away, and probably time for you to subscribe to Fubo TV. Another full season of full coverage there, of course. FuboTV.com slash Prime. Subscribe and get lined up for what should be a fantastic season. It's getting busy again. It's been a little bit down for a while, but we've got the Women's World Cup kicking off. We've got the League's Cup kicking off this weekend as well. And then uh, European football is just around the corner too. And we'll be there every step of the way. All right, Dubs, uh, have fun at the TSN studios this weekend. Thank mm. you. We'll I think you can swear in the three, those 3 a.m. games or whatever, you're going to be yeah. able to swear away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be giddy. It's going to be interesting stuff. You doing pre games for the three AM games, pre game shows? Yeah, well, the games I was meant to be on, like wee hours of the morning on Thursday, like to kick off the tournament. We were meant to have a two hour pre game, starting at one AM. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Two but, hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. but I'm not doing those games anymore because I'm on the I'm on the color. Wow. For the Canada game. That's a lot for one AM. Jesus. Oh, you got you got the best deal there. <laughs> wow you're gonna be yeah. absolutely fucked by the end of this tournament oh, I, know. <laughs> I know it's gonna like, be dark days indeed like after the twins were born like, yeah no... totally like we mentioned like your lowest point in your life with the pcl this could be the new one did we say it was the lowest point in my life well, no, I, I, mean, like I asked you for a, a lower i asked for a lower point you wouldn't yeah. give us a lower point we didn't get jimmy's by the way oh yeah that's right Jimmy. That, yeah, you're too busy taking the garbage out what is the lowest point in your life? <laughs> <laughs> Too many to mention. Oh, right now doing this shit. <laughs> no, in your career, in your soccer career. Lowest point? <laughs> yeah. Soccer career? Come on. What is it? You bought some clothes I could remember that were pretty low. <laughs> Was it losing to New York in the last game of the season when you should have just got a tie and got to the playoffs? And you fucked no. Up? No, it'd probably be when I was... Uh, it was an injury. I tore my hip flexor and I was out for like four Ooh. months and I just signed my contract with Narch. And then about maybe four weeks in, Nigel Worthington just walked by me. He was like, uh, is he dry in that contract? Or I was like, ooh. ooh. Not great. Nice one, you dick. Yeah. So then, and it took me forever to come back. That, that, that was a low point. Rough, that was a low point. I, couldn't I thought it might have been Columbus away near the end of your career when the corner came in and you tried to jump and you couldn't get the Toronto star under your feet. <laughs> I think I retired after that game. I think you did. I was like, Oh my God, his legs didn't work. 
No. Somebody took the bones out of them. The body was gone. And when was that? 2010. Oh, it was your last year for sure. Yeah. That was your last Canada game, Jimmy? No, that was my last my last Canada game. That was, was TFC away to Columbus. Me and uh, Jerry Dobson were calling that game. Oh, okay. I thought you were in net because that would have been yeah. amazing to have sort of the clarity to No, I wanted to, to say Jimmy's Fox. <laughs> can't fucking move for real though so when was your last Canada game Jimmy and Forrest do you remember the last game you played uh, Confederations Cup Cameroon year 2002 one yeah 2002 Lower case, Jimmy? Uh, my last Canada game I think was against uh, Mexico World Cup qualifying. I think so. I think it was. Year? 2009, maybe? Eight? Oh. 2009 was my last game, too. Oh, there you go. Just young to, I'm Just enjoying this, you know, taking our ex-athletes down these, these paths to the lowest points. It's been good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really good. <laughs> we would have we had fun, hey? If we'd known each other, if there was any team mixing we would have been pals no we wouldn't come on on. (laughs) we wouldn't have had fun together i think we would have (laughs) they'd have been having a dance off Uh, i'd take amy on that yeah i would love to have seen that you had a lot of go. it's looking over an hour and six minutes into this show i just love you guys so much get on your plane come back to toronto yeah twice safe will you um you guys Back on uh, Friday, I'm away. So, yeah, you guys, doing a Friday. We'll throw our news and dubs together. Amy's oh, yeah. going on. Well, Amy, six hours dubs sleep. is our backup host now, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, she can pull really it all. Pulling in the viewers. She can the yank it all. Yank our all. Yank. Well, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, enjoy the next uh, few hours as the countdown continues for the Women's World Cup. Uh, yeah, we'll. Speak to you on Friday. Keep on newspapers. Cheers for listening. Bye. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. So enthusiastic. Oh, my God. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.